You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 96. So how do high-achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business, and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello there. I hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you are. Maybe this week you are walking around your house with your earbuds in trying to handle five things at once while you get ready for a conference call. That really seems to be the norm right now. And what I wanted to do is create a few podcasts to help you not just get through the current normal, but to set you up for what's next. Because no matter what I talk about right now on this podcast, you can't help but think about how the current state of affairs has impacted your life. But why stop all the progress you've worked towards in your practice or your personal life? Why let that be stunted by this? If you have a few spare moments, and I know they're hard to come by right now, I just did an Instagram poll recently, and people seem to feel that there is less time now than there was before all the COVID craziness happened. But if you do have that spare moment, I would love to hear from you on Instagram. DM me at dina.cataldo and tell me one thing that is going right in your life. How has this shelter in place order impacted your day to day, but maybe in a really good way? Because we seem to be focusing on all the negatives, which is really easy to do with everything that's in front of us on the news and social media. But we can choose to focus on what we want to focus on and where our focus goes, that is where our energy is going to flow. This is the perfect time to rethink what you want and how you are approaching how you make it happen with every decision you make, with every decision you make about where you are focusing your attention. And if you're listening to this episode after the COVID-19 pandemic passes, this is the perfect podcast for you to start with me. I'm going to cover some of the basics on how our brains are wired and how we teach our brain to do what we want it to do. And I titled this podcast Practicing Despair and do not worry, it is not going to be a big downer and I've even put in some uh, episodes that are going to come up that are super cheerful. So Just know that it is not going to be a super downer. This is something that we do anyway, and it is going to be of benefit, I think, to look at our thoughts in a brand new way and understand that we are choosing and practicing these thoughts on a regular basis if they are popping up in our day right now. We're just putting a different coat on them, right? Like we're dressing them up in different clothes with this whole COVID-19 thing. I want you to keep in mind that when we are rewiring our brain, it's not a one and done fix. It's a practice, as the title of this podcast suggests. And in this moment, our habits have been flipped upside down, right? Like our whole world is being switched around on us. We have to start navigating things differently and it's going to bring up a lot of emotions. And while some people are saying that they can't go to the gym and they're really upset about that, 
I have other people who are telling me that they're making more yoga practices now that they're online and more convenient for them to attend, while still other people are telling me that they've taken up a whole new hobby called running. So I want you to know that there are different ways to think about the exact same circumstances, but wherever we are in our brain, we are going to make those interpretations as we see fit uh, we're going to be using those same thoughts that we have practiced over and over again. Now they're just dressed up in a different way because we're thinking about a a new thing in a different way. So some people are loving working from home and other people are struggling working from home. And if you're one of the people struggling working from home, you're probably thinking, how is it possible that there are some people who are loving it working from home and vice versa? So what I'm offering is that everything that comes up in your life, the feelings and reactions that you have right now, are ones that you have practiced over and over again. They're just being highlighted with bright pink neon lights right now in this moment. So if you're listening to this podcast during the pandemic, you have the extra opportunity to see how your mind is working either for you or against you, depending on how you have trained it over the years. So there are going to be three podcasts in this series. The first one is this one, Practicing Despair. Sounds fun, right? Despair is really the stand-in for all the feelings we believe are negative feelings, whether it's fear, anxiety, stress, hopelessness, all of those feelings that prevent us from acting on our own behalf. The next one in the series is going to be practicing confusion. Confusion is a stand-in for all those feelings we believe are harmless, but are really stunting our growth. And our thoughts are what are creating our feelings. So we're going to be looking at some of those sneaky thoughts that we think are really pretty, but are really self-sabotaging. We're also going to do a podcast, or I'm going to do the podcast. You're just going to sit back and listen um, and hopefully implement (laughs) practicing joy. Joy is going to be a stand-in for all those emotions we enjoy, right? Like love, excitement, certainty, confidence, all of those feelings that help us move closer to what we want and what thoughts are going to trigger that feeling in us and that we can practice no matter what circumstances we are faced with. All right, so let's talk about despair. Fun title, right? All right, so although I'm an overall optimistic person, and that's optimistic, not like positive, right? Like the um, superficial positive. It's optimistic. Like, hey, everything's going to be fine. It might take some time. It may take some work, some effort on our part. But overall, everything's going to be fine. Everything is always going to be fine. It doesn't matter what in the world we're talking about, right? Because it's always going to be okay. Have you ever noticed that? It always ends up being okay. I mean, no matter what, you knew you were going to sign up for two things, right? You were going to have the opportunity to live and you were going to have the opportunity to die. Okay? Those are two certainties in our world. You don't even get to choose how long you live. You don't even get to choose how you die. All you know is that you get to live for as long as you get to live and then one day you're going to die. Okay, sounds cheery, right? But those are the only things that we have with certainty. And those things that we think are out of our control, well, most things are out of our control. And so what we are doing here is focusing on what we can control, which are our 
thoughts. Everything else in the world is a circumstance. It's something that is just going to happen. It's going to be in the world. And then what we do is make interpretations of what exists in the world. And we can either cause our own suffering with the way that we think about the world or we can practice other thoughts that will bring us the feelings that we want to feel. It's totally up to us. And I'm going to give you some examples today with some coaching clients and um, kind of give you some idea of how this might be showing up in your life and how you might be able to, if you choose, end some suffering in your life. How does that sound? Okay, so I know that I have spent a lot of my life in the emotion um, of despair, right? So that's one of the words that I chose to um, locate that feeling in my body is despair, okay? And for me, the feeling of despair feels a lot like shame. And it all comes down to me feeling or that I wasn't good enough. And we could trace all these feelings back to our childhood and how we were never good enough to win our parents' approval. But for our purposes, that's not going to be helpful. So most people think the point of coaching is to learn how to stop thinking quote-unquote bad thoughts and start thinking good thoughts so that you can be on your merry way and just make whatever you want to align with yourself and you reach all your goals and you know that's all it is you're just going to snap your fingers and you're going to get a brand new thought and everything's going to be fine no the truth is coaching is about seeing that we're causing our own suffering with how we think and understanding that suffering is not bad it's part of life it's part of all the circumstances all of the the feelings of life that we we put our thoughts upon circumstances, and that's a feeling that we have, okay? It's just part of our body. It's part of our body chemistry from the thoughts that we create in our brain, trickling down the chemicals into our body to create a feeling in our body. It's just the way it is. We learn to not be afraid of the suffering when we coach, and we learn to practice rewiring our brain so we can have more productive thoughts that create better feelings and also create better results. Because when you're working out of shame or these negative feelings, the problem with that, right, is that we are going to act in ways that do not meet our highest needs, our highest desires. When we are acting out of stress, out of hopelessness, out of fear, we are going to react in ways that are not going to help the situation. So that's, you know, why there are riots. That's often out of anger and fear. Those kinds of behaviors come out of those types of emotions. When we are scared, oftentimes we go into the kitchen so that we don't have to feel the fear or feel the anxiety and we snack on potato chips and we snack on cookies rather than feeling those emotions. So we are doing things either out of, we're always doing things that are coming from those emotions. So coaching is really about understanding how we think right? That's the whole point of causal coaching, which is what I practice, is understanding your thoughts and understanding that they are causing your feelings and that you really are learning how to feel your feelings, which so many of us have been taught to ignore our feelings, push through them. And a lot of us, I know I did for a long time, we actually believe that the negative feelings fuel our successes. One example of 
our um, belief that negative emotions fuel our wins is this one that I hear all the time. So we believe, uh, when I say we, some people, some people believe that when they feel stressed out and they're given that rush of adrenaline, that that is going to push them to the finish line. And we know inherently that our feelings fuel our actions when we think about this this way, right? What's happening when we use stress to take action is that we're draining our battery and we're working from an unproductive place. When we learn what's causing us to be stressed, our thoughts about a situation, and we begin practicing thoughts that put us in a better place and then act from that, we can be more productive and not exhausted. So think of it this way. You probably know that our bodies perform differently depending on the fuel we give it. We can give it sugar, sodas, flour, fats, and we're going to feel sluggish. We're still running. We're still getting things done, but we don't have the energy or the stamina of someone who fuels their body with fresh veggies, lots of water and proteins. And the same thing goes for our mental stamina. We can fuel our actions with feelings like stress or anxiety and get things done, but we burn out much more quickly. When we fuel our actions with feelings like excitement, joy, certainty, confidence, love, we have more energy to do what needs to be done. And that's why so many lawyers burn out. It's because we weren't taught how to manage our mind and our emotions under the pressures in the legal world. And what we do when we fall into the habit of using stress and anxiety to fuel our actions, we're waiting until the last minute to file a brief, for instance. It's practicing that negative emotion. And that's what a habit is. We've practiced that behavior again and again. We've practiced the same thought again and again. And now it's our default mode. Every time we have something due, we wait until the last minute because it worked last time. We never make the breakthrough that we can do it in a different way. Why should we? It seems to be working just fine. And what we don't see when we practice stress or despair or anxiety is that we're harming our body's mind and potentially... Um, These are going to have long-term effects on us. We're harming our bodies because chronic stress can lead to heart disease and a myriad of other conditions, including breast cancer, which is why I'm such a big proponent of mental health personally. It's harming our mind because we remain closed off to feeling better. And when we feel better, that spills over to our relationships and our work and at our home. And it's Um, potentially long-term going to be difficult for us because we're wasting energy and spinning in negative thoughts that prevent us from achieving our goals. Now, here's another common example of practicing a negative emotion. So I coached a client this week and she recognized that she had this persistent thought. It just seemed to keep popping up, which means she is ahead of the game because most people don't recognize their thoughts. They recognize their feelings first. A thought that she couldn't make money And she was really clear about this when she said this in terms of the pandemic right now. She said, things are not great in the world economically right now. It's easy to take that as a fact now. Yes, the words, things are not great in the world economically right now. The problem is she added her interpretation from her brain onto the world. The world exists. There is an economy. That's it. When you start saying things like, not great right now, you are adding your your interpretation. She was adding her interpretation onto the world and the economy. So there's a lot of different thoughts available to us about the economy and the world. It might feel really true for you right now, 
Um, it may be that you have facts in front of you that make that thought seem really true, like it's a fact. But I want you to understand that when there are a lot of different thoughts available about the exact same facts, the world and the economy, that it is not a truism, that you are taking your interpretations of the world and putting them on to the world and you are making it a fact in your brain. Not true, you're just having a thought. So I coached her around this because there are a lot of people making money right now. There are people selling furniture online using FaceTime, making $3,000 each day. There are people who've just thrown up a website really quick so that they could sell things. There's people who are on Instagram right now who are making a business for their restaurant um, so that they you know, can still be of service to people and they can still make money and pay their employees. So there's a lot of different ways other people are making money. Now, the thought she had that kept popping up over and over again after she had had a, a meeting in her business was, um, it's, it's going to be really hard to make money. That's another thought that she had. It's going to be really hard to make money. And this thought led her to feeling hopeless. So both of these two, these two thoughts that I'm, I'm mentioning to you, they both led her to feel hopeless, right? She was finding different thoughts. Her brain was finding different thoughts to bring her the same feeling because those she's familiar with that feeling. That was a, a negative feeling that her body was accustomed to because she thinks different thoughts that lead her to the same feeling, the same conclusions. She's practiced it over and over again. So part of what coaching is, is helping her recognize, hey, this is a persistent thought. And she recognized that it was a persistent thought. And she wanted to change it. And so because our feelings lead us to take actions, how productive and focused do you think you would be if you felt hopeless all the time? So she recognized that she was currently practicing a scarcity mindset. She's ahead of the game there. She knows it's her thoughts causing her feelings. And if she wants to stop suffering, she needs to begin practicing other thoughts. But Practicing a thought is not just switching over to a new thought. Like, hey, everything's gray, everything's peachy. That is not how it's done because you're just going to have cognitive dissonance. You're not going to believe it. So your brain is never going to make that full leap in logic, right? Like you've actually got to believe it. But how do you do that? So the first step is asking yourself, hey, well, what might other people think about those same words? Let's take the thought that she had. She had the thought it's going to be really hard to make money. And that was based on a meeting that she had where um, they said they were losing a client because they were going out of business and they were going to have to cut salaries, right? So those were the facts that they were dealing with. It was a meeting. They were going to cut salaries and one of their clients was going out of business. Those were the facts. Her thought about those facts were that it's going to be really hard to make money. The feeling that she had was hopelessness. So I want you, after having that thought, so I want you to think about what other thoughts would be available to you in those same circumstances. Available to anyone is a really good place to start because sometimes it's really hard when you're coming from that place of believing that thought to see that there are other thoughts available to you that other people might have or different interpretations. So in this case, here are some examples of other thoughts available to her. One is not everyone is losing money right now. Okay, that's right. The second one is this is the perfect time to make money. 
Another one is some people are making money right now. And still, there's another one, and this is from Frank Kern, who I just love. Um, He would say something like, let's talk to the client who's shutting down.